What's happening, guys? Welcome back to the Live Loud Life Podcast. My name is Dr. Antonio, your host of the Live Loud Life Podcast, and we're stoked to be bringing you back some more valuable content. Uh, we really hope that you guys have enjoyed the other shows that we've been um, putting out recently. With our rebrand, just a couple of very, very short housekeeping pieces. I'm going to move away from this wall. I just realized I was really close to that. If you're watching on the video, um, we are moving and grooving on the new place. We have drywall up. I just went out today. We're super excited about the next phases and getting some flooring in and some painting of the walls. We're, we're still on track, I believe, for May 1st. So if you're local and you want to come check us out, we'll be at the new place. Until then, we're still at the old place, which is uh, just a half mile down the road. So it would be super nice because it's not too far away. Excuse me, if you've already been visiting us and seen us. So that's our big thing. In May, we need a vacation. We're going to take a vacation in May and get some much needed just family time together because we're all about the fam jam. Um, today, though, what we're going to be talking about is nutritional support, micro and macro for injuries. So what we're going to dive into, this is going to be you know a relatively straightforward and kind of shorter episode. If you want to deep dive into the nutritional support for injuries, you definitely can. There's a ton of research out there and a ton of articles that support you know, let's say like pre-nutrition going into surgery, right? You're buffering your system to get ready for the tissue insult that's about to happen so that you can recover quickly. And then the nutritional support that obviously helps with that post-op phase. This is really no different. We just, most of the injuries we don't know are going to happen, but it's going to be very similar and thought off with. So we're going to talk about the three stages of healing, when you have an injury and then how certain nutritional elements can be supportive of that. And again, this is kind of a, just a top level conversational um, uh, launching ground for this. You can deep dive, especially if you know you're deficient in certain areas, that might be something to look into, but you know, just globally, we're trying to get the ball rolling on some of the easy, to, or not easy, but straightforward topics that we're trying to achieve when we, when we, if we just, uh, if we just sustain an injury, okay? So I'm gonna be just peeking down on my notes here to make sure I get all of these uh, stages correctly and then as well as see, uh, make sure I get all the talking points that I wanted to hit, okay? So the first stage, we have the inflammatory stage, right? This is where you see, this is where most of the pain is, is where you get a lot of the swelling, a lot of the redness. Essentially, if you think of like a uh, an ankle um, sprain or injury, if you actually have ligamentous damage when you when you have that ankle injury and the tissues have actually torn or spread apart, your body's going to recognize that injury and it's going to bring a lot of uh, blood flow to that area to help clean up debris and dead tissue. It needs to happen. It's supposed to happen. And it's a good process. Oftentimes, though, our body can kind of go into a hyper-inflammatory stage, especially depending on the condition that it's already in, i.e. stress, diet, uh, stress, diet, um, uh, uh, nutri diet, nutrition, same thing, <laughs> your stress, your diet, your lifestyle, what, how is your body, how is your body operating system already performing prior to the injury is going to be kind of highly indicative of what that inflammatory stage looks like. Phase two, proliferation. This is where a lot of that damaged tissue is actually being removed. And then the new blood supply is going to be coming back in and it's going to start depositing the new building blocks for the tissue that you need to regenerate or grow, whatever else. So obviously it's going to be different, right? Let's say it's bone, 
you're going to remodel bone different than tendons and ligaments, so on and so forth. So all, uh, and that's what's great about the body, man. It knows like, hey, I'm going here. I'm going to start laying down this groundwork right here. And then stage three is it's developing, right? This is the remodeling phase. You're taking that tissue that's been deposited and you're going to start, you're going to start conditioning it so that it's stronger, Right, so you're going to start conditioning that re that remodeling is taking that same tissue that you just had, making it ro more robust, more robust, making it stronger, so that the likelihood of injury doesn't happen again. Obviously, pending uh, what might have caused it in the first place. So that's the big, big. Uh, those are the the main three stages. So jumping back, stage one, we talked about inflammation, right? And this is like a major buzzword in the health fitness community typing in articles, you're researching your own stuff, everything's about inflammation. <clears throat> and, you know, rightfully so. Like if you look at standard American diet, it would make sense that we are chronically in this inflamed state. We're not sleeping enough. We're not recovering well enough. There's a lot of things that lead to our body being in this more pro-inflammatory state. <clears throat> and the thing, in the example we like to use is like a fire, right? Imagine you have like a little fire burning. We all got it inside us. <laughs> but that fire, in this case would be negative, gets fueled by certain things, right? So if we're talking about pain, that fire can be fueled and it can grow by not recovering well enough, not sleeping, by eating poorly, so on and so forth. So if we, we, just, we just created a spark, right? You had this little injury, this little fire's burning, the redness, the swelling, so on and so forth. And it's supposed to happen because, again, the tissue's damaged and we want that attention there. But if we're in a pro-inflammatory state already going into, you can get this hyper-exaggerated inflammatory state leading to excess swelling, maybe excess pain, um, so on and so forth. So that inflammatory state can be exaggerated and it can go too far. And this is where the controversy comes in. And we're going to have a, another short podcast about this, about icing injuries. <clears throat> but this is where the controversy comes in about icing injuries. And a lot of people don't like icing injuries because you're basically stating that you're counteracting the natural, the body's natural defense system to fix and clean up this injury. And we're not, sidebar, we're not going to get into this, but I, at, at, it, it depends, right? It's, it, we're going to listen, check out the future podcast post so you can get more about that, but it depends. And in this case, it's kind of the same thing, right? Because what we're going to recommend for nutritional support during this first phase is an anti-inflammatory focus, right? This could be your omegas, right? Taking supplements. This would be eating more olive oil and avocados and fish oils with the omegas, right? And different things like that that we know to be already anti-inflammatory. And it's not like those are so strong that they're going to counteract the inflammation process. We're just trying to keep things at bay. We're trying to keep things at a natural level that we want. What's the what's the recommendation that most MDs get, right? Take an NSAID, take an ibuprofen, take an anti-inflammatory. I'd rather you do it in a natural way, getting it from your diet, nutrition, or supplements rather than just taking a pill, right? We can control, we have the benefits of everything else that comes along with it. So we want to eat few of the pro-inflammatory things. What is that? Think standard American diet, right? Fast food, a lot of greasy, high, you know, the, just the stuff that you would normally see processed 
processed foods, so on and so forth. Those things that cause more inflammation. And this could be different from you. You might know just based on your own diet, uh, you know, I, I tend to react more, more to these types of things. Maybe it's the dairy, maybe it's something else, right? So just having a better understanding about what you're reactive to too is also going to be super beneficial, right? <clears throat> um, so we mentioned some of the supplementations. We also look at like herbs and garlic, curcumin, turmeric. We know that those are very good anti-inflammatories. Garlic can be as well. And then we also have bromelain. Bromelain is another good um, uh, uh, natural herb which you can get in supplement form. Okay, so phase one, we want the inflammation. We want it there. And future podcasts, we're going to talk about movement, ice, heat, so on and so forth. But we want that there because we need to clean up that tissue and it needs to get rid of all the debris and all of the uh, uh, all of the stuff that we don't want anymore. But we're going to support it with an anti-inflammatory diet, cut out the processed foods, cut out the crap, cut out a lot of the greasy foods that make our diet, or sorry, our, um, our body and our system more in an inflamed state, okay? Now, we have nutritional support for the proliferation phase, okay? So think of um, think of like an anabolic stage, right? If you weren't injured and you're trying to build muscle and you're trying to grow healthy tissue, which is what, you know, I think anabolic steroids get bigger, anabolic phase or stage is actually building, proliferation. We're trying to rebuild that tissue. So what are you going to need? You need, you need stuff to support that tissue. You need protein. You definitely need fats and you definitely need carbohydrates, right? Which is, which is one thing that people don't normally consider, right? Like muscles, muscles and tissues in particular, right? They, they do need carbohydrates, carbohydrates as a fuel source to support this protein as a, as a building block. And then just balancing everything out with, um, uh, with, with, with good, healthy, fats. Okay. And we have previous episodes. Um, we had, uh, Daniel Eshelman, who is a, a registered dietitian talking about balanced diets. We have other future pod or post podcasts as well that talk about, uh, macronutrients and micronutrients. So be sure to go back and check those out. If you're unsure what those are, we're not going to dive into proteins, fats, and carbohydrates here today, just knowing that that's what it is, but oops, sorry about that, but not, not, not that different, right? And most people say, oh, yeah, duh, that makes sense. But we forget when a lot of times we get, we're going to talk about more the social side now, right? Oftentimes when people get injured, depending on who they are and the state of the injury and, you know, what they're doing is we, we kind of turn to this like, dang it, I'm injured. And we, and we kind of, we kind of neglect what actually needs to happen. The motivation, sometimes the wind gets pulled from our sails, however you want to say it, right? Sometimes it gets pulled from us and, and you're trying to figure out what to do. And with that, we tend to not eat as well. And, you know, that happens, but you can recover a lot quicker if you put a little bit more time and effort at that front side and, and get things set up the way that you can so that recovery period is not uh, drawn out to a longer time frame. So eat healthy, right? And especially in the proliferation phase, as that inflammatory phase is weaning off and you're rebuilding, start working that in. Now, common question that we get is like, well, how long should I be? Like, what, what are these time frames looking like? It's different for everyone. It's different on the extent of the injury. It's different on how much tissue damage you've actually had. But realistically, you know, phase two, the proliferation phase, what we're talking about is eating carbs. Um, you obviously you need fewer carbs than 
what you were eating when you're training because you're not training due to the injury. You might be able to do some other stuff, upper body work if it's a lower body injury, so on and so forth. But obviously, you're not doing the same amounts. You want to you want to also kind of adjust those levels accordingly. Most more times than not, when we're talking about carbohydrates, the carbohydrates are being supportive for the amount of um, energy that you're expending due to your training. So now that that's dropped, right, you're going to be eating less. You're going to be eating less carbohydrates. Protein might actually be going up slightly. And I'm, I'm not huge and mostly just where I stand in my own training. I'm not big on counting macros. Uh, I think there's there's tremendous benefit for those that need to do it, but that's not where my training is. For those that want that, that's not the type of nutritional coaching that we do. It's just not what our specialty is. So we outsource or we refer out and outsource that to uh, other professionals in the area. So if you're interested in getting those levels, you know, we definitely like to help uh, refer you on to someone or um, provide some additional resources, whatever that might be. But just kind of knowing that where you were, we're going to be eating a little bit more protein, definitely de decreasing our carbohydrates, right? Um, but you can start doing that from day one. And if you're an athlete and you're already focused on what your training is already, you're probably already doing that. So you might not need to change anything as far as what you're eating. It might just be adjusting those volumes and balances a little bit more. So the time frame though, right? You're gonna be doing that, you're gonna be doing that anti-inflammatory supportive during that inflammation state. That might be only like two to four weeks, depending, again, depending on the extent of the injury. The rebuilding phase could be an additional four to eight, sometimes maybe even 12, again, depending on the extent of the injury, so on and so forth, okay? Now, useful supplements, right? This, uh, I sorry, I, I, I should back up. The proliferation and the remodeling phase, they're pretty much they overlap, right? You're going to start building the blocks. And hopefully at that point, you're starting to move already because you have to condition the new tissue that you're putting in, right? And this is the tough side with immobilizing certain injuries. If you, if you have an extensive ligament or tendon tear, yes, you would need to immobilize so that the, the tissue that you're trying to build back together is not getting stretched. And so everything that you're trying to rebuild is not being pulled apart. Imagine uh, um, a cut on your knuckle and you have a scab trying to form, right? If I had a scab, and actually I had this, uh, I sliced my uh, right pinky finger on some bob barbed wire. I'm not going to tell the story. Uh, and I had to have stitches. Well, obviously, if it was right on that first knuckle, there's no way that that's going to heal well, especially with stitches, if I'm constantly flexing my finger. So I had to be put in a splint, and that splint would hold my finger straight so that the tissue would could grow back together and bond and attach to each other without being stretched and pulled apart. Now, super important, right? But if your if your if your injury does not require that immobilization, then we actually want to start moving, and that's the remodeling. We want to start conditioning the tissue that you're that you're creating, so that you don't create this adhesive, quote unquote, like scar tissue, right? And that's what commonly happens for a lot of people is they just had an injury. It, it rebuilt, they were immobilized, and then basically it's kind of like, okay, well, your pain's gone down, your range of motion's good, go back to wherever you've done. And you've no longer conditioned that tissue to be able to stretch and move. It's very taut, and it's very taut, and it doesn't have that extensibility that you want tissue to have. And 
that could lead to potential injury down the road. So the pro proliferation and the remodeling phase, they go hand in hand. And hopefully we can start moving as soon as possible so that that remodeling and conditioning of the extensibility of the tissue can happen as you continue to build, right? Imagine if you have a dynamic wall, you can throw some bricks down, but you can kind of stretch and mold it to see where you need to continue to fill gaps and you just keep filling it in so that you can keep making this, uh, this wall or this tissue very, uh, very pliable and very extensible. Now, useful supplements along with that vitamin A, C, copper, and zinc, and not, go not going into the not going deep dive into what those particularly do, but those are all supportive of the immune system process. We know vitamin A for immunology purposes is highly effective at um, as starting to build and get get the immune system and all of the macrophages and everything that need to go help immobilize, sorry, not immobilize, but mobilize to the actual injury site that they can they can do what they need to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we know vitamin C, same thing, right? Vitamin C is very supportive of early stage in inflammation and injury. And, and it's also a building block for, it's also very important and it's a part of the building block for collagen uh, synthesis. So collagen, which is basically one of the main parts of and the main part of our connective tissue, vitamin C is going to be a critical component of that proliferation building block, but also then that immunosuppressive stage in, in, to make sure that our, our inflammatory stage is not getting blown out of proportion, right? <clears throat> And then we also have um, copper and zinc. So copper and zinc um, going to be a little bit different. Now, again, we're, I should preface, we're talking about micronutrients now, right? Your protein, your fats, and your carbs are going to be your macros. Now we're talking about vitamins and minerals. Those are going to be your micronutrients. Copper is going to be important for um, formation of red blood cells. So when we're talking about bringing more... Um, uh, bringing more of the building blocks forward. We're obviously going to have an increase in blood flow to the area. Oftentimes when you're dealing with an injury, that that uh, bruising and swelling is, is oftentimes due to those capillary beds breaking up. So we need to reform also those red blood, uh, sorry, the... Um, the uh, small capillary beds that are embedded within the tissue as well. So that's going to be a critical role towards it's really throughout the whole phase. So it's good to be starting these micronutrients in addition to that anti-inflammatory stage that's going to come all the way through. And then zinc, surprisingly, <clears throat> zinc surprisingly is uh, highly involved with enzymatic reactions. So enzymes are kind of the part of the catalyst um, uh, of, of the biochemistry reactions that happen within our, within our body um, and, 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 and highly involved with the different protein, um, protein processes that need to happen, again, in order to build those building blocks. So those are going to be four main micronutrients. If you're dealing with a, if you're dealing with a fracture, um, we should consider calcium and iron. Um, those are going to be, again, two of the um, two major components or major micronutrients that are that are going to be needed with that fracture um, healing process. So something to consider if you do have a fracture and not just a soft tissue ligament tendon or something uh, similar to that type of injury. Now, again, we are scratching the surface. I myself 
am not a bio <laughs> organic chemistry, biochemistry nerd as some others are. Um, I, I start with a superficial level when most people have a, a larger extensive injury and they want further nutritional support, I refer on. But I wanted to bring some of these top level ideas because for the most of us, most of us, we don't, we're, not, we're not sustaining crazy extensive injuries. We tweak a muscle here, we pull something here, um, you know, we, we roll an ankle really quickly and we might get a little bit of minor swelling. Um, while there still are, I mean, I've had my fair of rolled ankles and contusions and pulled muscles and all of this have, has been very helpful in the past when I've had those, those injuries still do happen. And, and, but I, but depending on the extent of how someone wants to go about this, we'll probably bring in a registered dietitian or nutritionist to help support where that individual asks, so that individual is, so they can get the maximum amount out of this and recover as fast as they possibly can. Um, so that's, that's just our approach though. Again, what works for you, what works for you. We just wanted to highlight and bring what we find and feel is great information that most people aren't doing. Again, most of us, we get injured. We kind of just veg out. We're told, hey, just hang tight, lay low, ice, elevate, rest, don't do anything. But we can take a much more active approach. And part of it starts with just eating well. Let's say, for instance, it was a little bit more of a serious injury and you were a little bit more immobilized, if you will, um, you might as well be eating well too. So you're not coming out a little bit heavier and a little bit more deconditioned, right? So that's, that's kind of the thought behind it. Um, again, most of these topics and conversations are coming off questions that we get asked, whether that's in the office or whether that's questions that you guys have been sharing with us. So, uh, please, please reach out. If you have a question, we'd love to bring uh, a topic forth about whatever you're curious about. And, and again, if you have a question about it, I guarantee someone else has a question about it. And I know it'll be useful for not only you and someone else. If you have not already done so, please subscribe to the show. We love to get this information out to you as soon as possible. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel where these, where these podcast episodes are dropping, as well as uh, Apple uh, Apple, uh, iTunes podcast, uh, Spotify and Google play, uh, and share this with a friend. We love, we love when people share the information again, doesn't take much for you to just pop over, share this real quickly. And then if you love the show, please feel free to give us a review. We love hearing to see, we love hearing what other people have to say, comment sections, whatever that is. We just want to interact with you guys and make sure that we're bringing you the best content that can help guide you to the adventurous life that you are made for. Until next time, guys, my name is Dr. Antonio. Live loud.